0: I'm delighted to welcome today Anna Thelman, who is a sexual intimacy coach. How super is that? I think you're very brave having that title, Anna. So obviously the first question is going to be, what is a sexual intimacy coach? Over to you.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me, Elaine. I'm here again, which is nice. And um, brave, yes, but people also call me crazy for being a sexual intimacy coach, so I know both sides. And what it is to be a sexual intimacy coach, it's because I love to talk about intimacy. I love to talk about sex and not in the perspective that, oh, let's talk about sex all the time, but I feel, okay, talk about everything sexual and being open to that and listening to people and asking questions about it. And I think that's very important to have, particularly because we're currently in a society where that topic gets uh, it's pushed under the rug and don't talk about it and don't go into too much detail. And I even got asked to change the name of a presentation because it has masturbation on it. So we're at that level and I want to be an advocate to reopen the conversation and talk about sexual intimacy because every one of us wants to have a fulfilled sexual intimate life because that makes relationship even better. And that makes ourselves the, uh, the connection, the, the reaction that we have with our body even better because sexual intimacy isn't just about our partner and the sex we have. It's about us and our body. Mm. And we forget that so often that first and foremost, it's about you or me or whoever is there. So it's about you and your body to have that connection feeling the pleasure and enjoying that
0: well that is very brave and coming from a family and um, i didn't know this actually until many many years later but um my father and my mother never ever saw each other with no clothes on
1: what
0: yes um and it's no surprise that i'm um self-conscious well i was i'm not so much these days but Um, I grew up being self-conscious about my body. I was a swimmer. I was a competitive swimmer in my teens and um, obviously in the changing rooms. But in those days we had cubicles or when we had the group changing facilities, we'd all be hiding under towels, you know, and wriggling around, getting our costumes on and off um, because we wouldn't, um, you know, we wouldn't be seen. It wasn't just me. There was a, a few um, people like me but that's the generation that i grew up in so it's really interesting that you're taking things to the nth degree and i'm i'm also finding that i'm coming into contact with people who are naturists i've never heard of this way of living so this is a whole new uh, new area for me completely oh no i'm like wow really so your program is called get your orgasm back now what tell, tell us what that's all about
1: well it actually is what you what you sign up for it's to get your orgasm back and but it's mainly not it is about having the sex don't get me wrong it is about getting that orgasm but it's more about your mind because that's where it starts people come to me when they want sex but don't have sex and that usually starts in your mind because like you said might be self-conscious. You don't want to show your body to your partner. You don't want to um, show your body when it's uh, when the lights are on, or you had a baby and your body has changed and now you feel very insecure. But it's also when you I one of my clients she was uh, in her 50s and she said, I'm not that person that I was 20, 30 years ago. So I compare myself with that person, how I perform in the bedroom. And I fall short and now I don't want to do it because it feels like an effort (laughs) so we work on that mindset we I help my clients to to accept the good the bad and the ugly that we all have and be okay with it and to quieten that self-shaming and self-sabotaging chatter in their head so that they can rediscover themselves because often what I find is that you are used to a certain thought pattern that you have. And you think that's you. So you say, I'm a perfectionist. I need control or I love to help people. And most often that's not the case. It's just that voice in your head that you so grew so used to listen to. And now you identify yourself with that voice. And that is the voice that then holds you back from experiencing that pleasure too. the nature is just throw your clothes away and say this is me here we go because when we quieten that then we come back to almost to this um child state where we didn't have any thoughts in our head of conscious or self-consciousness it's like this is me this is who i am and that's okay and that's a
0: great state to be in Mm, absolutely i can honestly say i am in that state um but not with the intimacy side of things. I've been happily single now for 19 years and um, I've had you know the old boyfriend here and there and everything's fine. I'm not going to go into all that side of things about me. And I've had three husbands, so I'm you know quite okay with all that side of things, shall we say. Um, but um, you you mentioned the the uh, comparison, the client who compared younger age to older age. and I guess that must be quite um, a common theme, particularly for women. Men don't seem to age quite so um, drastically, shall we say, as women do, and all our bits and bobs sag, and we, you know, we grow, we grow, uh, you know, around our middle. I know men do as well, but um, it just seems to be more um, a more self conscious thing for women. So, do you find women and men have different um, approaches to the 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 sexual intimacy side of life?
1: Well, what I, for my experience, men um, identify themselves more with the success they have. So it's less about the body, but who they are, what they have achieved, um, who they know, what they have. And as women, we are more on the softer side. Like, how do we look? Mm -hmm. What do we think? How do we feel? So that's why women more often come to that point where they compare their bodies with other women's bodies and say but they also then there are people or women who say i'm this age it's okay that i look like this because i'm 40 50 now it's okay to have cellulite it's okay to have the boobs Mm -hmm. further down or what whatever's happening with your body but most often they don't believe it it's just Mm -hmm. uh justification to say i push it away i just want something to to quiet my mind for now so i don't think about it and this is my reason for not thinking about it
0: so do you find that um well how did you find this kind of niche was it that you were a a coach a mindset coach anyway and then the you kept having these questions are how do you get from ordinary coaching to this specific niche so yeah I was a mindset coach before a life coach in general but
1: I had and that's my question to you as well masturbation when you're single how is your masturbation life and for me even being in a relationship long term now I had this idea that when I masturbate need to have this big world fantasy and it needs to get bigger and older every time and as soon as I have a different thought coming in I was going into panicky mode oh my god I'm losing it I'm losing the feeling my body was tensioning up and it, it was having that orgasm was more like a pain relief from all the tension that I built up and I thought that can't be it it's, it's it's not pleasurable anymore and I had this thought coming out of the shower one morning, thinking, if all of these tools work, why wouldn't they work in the bedroom? So I thought, let's try to make my orgasm when I masturbate more pleasurable and see if it works. And I used the tools that I thought would help me in that situation. And I had such an amazing, easy flowing orgasm without fantasy, without tension. It it was just like, from tip to toe amazing and I thought this is it I need to share this we can do something if you don't have an orgasm it's in your mind and I can help you to to get there
0: when you talk about tools describe um I I know what you're talking about but um, I'm not sure all of the audience will do so what what do you what what do you mean by tools
1: okay so in that particular situation what I did first is I my voice, that inner voice that tells us you need to do stuff like this or you shouldn't do things, all this negative self-talk. So I quieted that first, so that my mind was clear. And what I did next is I refocused on on my body, and I did a technique which I love to do is to to just touch my my body somewhere, not particularly on my uh, breast or somewhere. It's just feeling the surface, concentrating on the surface, on the structure, on the warmth of your skin, and do that for two minutes so that you refocus to the present. And then I used my bunny toy. My It's not a vibrator, it just has two bunny ears. Um, but that helped me. Or oh, I love to use it. But now my dogs have just killed it, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so and that was the physical tool that i used but the other the emotion not the emotional the, the mindset tools were to quieten that voice and bring your focus back to the present where you are now
0: thank you for that explanation how does your partner take to the uh, new niche that you have now, well I say new, it's, it's um, you've, you've kind of gravitated over a period of time into this niche. What, what does he think about all this? So what do you think that he thinks? <laughs> um, I would imagine he's proud of you, but also embarrassed at the same time. I don't know, but. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we have an agreement that when we go to business events from his side, then I'm a coach. We don't go into the deep end and say I'm a sexual intimacy coach because he, says he, he feels uncomfortable with it. Mm. He's proud of me, like you said, yes, he thinks it's amazing that I have my business here and that I help people in that way. But for him, it's this two worlds coming together. He's not there yet. I think he will eventually, but right now it's like,
0: are, are there any cultural differences Anna because you're I think you're German originally but you're living in China and your partner's English are there any cultural differences in in this topic this area?
1: Well he's actually German as well
0: and we oh, met Oh sorry I knew there was there was England is involved okay right sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah but um, you could say because he likes to say that that he's from the north of Germany and I'm from the south of Germany and the north or well, the people in the north, they are said to be very um, distant yet loving, very closed up, and uh, don't want to talk about their personal feelings, their personal life, etc. And the people from down south, from Bavaria, they are, even though it's a very Catholic province, they are said to be like, Simple and and uh, not more open, uh, but they don't care so much about other people's opinion.
0: Mm. Uh, that's the same in, in England, and, and I and I suppose why I've got this kind of dichotomy because I'm I was born in Chesterfield, which is kind of middle middle upper um, area in in uh, it's, it's it's not the, the it is the north, but it's not you know seriously north um in my view anyway but it's it's um a very um reserved kind of area people you know you don't see well you didn't when i grew up you didn't see people walking down the street holding hands you know and never saw anybody kissing in public and then my mother was from the south um and there's a complete contrast there as well so it's it's very um it's very interesting in the world that we live in now with all these multicultural multi diverse you know multi-generational so the older people and the younger people that's that's one kind of area and then you've got the culture differences and the whole thing is a complete well potential minefield really isn't it but I think it goes back to what you were saying about the mindset and if you are comfortable in your own skin it doesn't matter who you are where you are where you live what your beliefs are but if you believe in yourself you're comfortable in yourself then I think that's a that's a, a great starting point.
1: Yes, because uh, then you focus more on yourself and, and don't focus on the others around you and what they do and what they think or how they behave, etc.
0: Absolutely. I wish we we taught this at school, um, but of course we, it takes an, a- an age to, to learn all this stuff. So it's great that we've got people like you that are helping along the way. So how do people get hold of you, Anna?
1: Well, people can find me on LinkedIn.
0: Uh, under Anna Thurman, or they can send me an email at Anna at AnnaThurman.com. Marvellous. What's the um, top tip that you would give to somebody who's kind of feeling a bit freaked out about this topic, or maybe they've got some issues in their relationship, or maybe they're, you know, completely frigid, you know, whatever, where, where would somebody start? Uh, uh, well, I guess, give you a call, send you an email. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that would be, idea. but it really depends on where you're coming from, what your path is to not having an orgasm. The first thing is what I also do with my clients. The first thing we learn is to get control back over our thoughts. So be aware of what is that self-talk that you have all day. And it's probably 80% negative. So be aware of that. And if possible, try to switch it to being more loving, more compassionate towards yourself.
0: Brilliant, easier said than done for many people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today, Anna. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and catching up on on your amazing niche, thank you. Thanks, Elaine.